Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm always honored when someone finds a little time out of their busy day to spend with me. Um, I recently read an article in Inc. Magazine, and the title was, What Role Does Intuition Play in Your Business? So part of the article went on to say, call it intuition, call it gut instinct. It doesn't really matter. We've all experienced it in some way. My intuition has saved my life three times, and if I had listened to it more, It would have saved me a lot of grief and money over the years. So that's really a good, an interesting idea, isn't it? Because when we think about using our intuition as business owners, you know, we don't always think about tapping into that first. So my guest today is Melissa Kim Corder, and she's going to talk just about how we can tap into that as business owners. Melissa is a best-selling author, intuitive business coach, a clinical hypnotherapist, which is certified in over 37 modalities. Her specialty is helping high achievers to overcome emotional and financial blocks with her evidence-based approach. Please help me in welcoming Melissa to the show. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the show. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Well, I'm so excited about having you here as well, Melissa, because, you know, so many times as we're living our lives, we think, oh, I need to listen to that little voice. I need to, you know, listen to my gut. But I don't know that we always, as business people, tap into that. I think we're still in our head quite a bit. So before we go into that, Melissa, tell me a little bit about how you were drawn to this type of coaching. There's so many wonderful stories that I could share with you, but to really summarize the journey that I've had when it comes to intuition and being an entrepreneur and a business owner, I've had many businesses over the years and thankfully many successful businesses, and I really contribute all of that to my intuition, to listening, like you said, that gut instinct, that feeling, that knowing that sometimes we don't have the evidence just yet to see. And so in my earlier years, I had these nudges and these knowings and feelings, but like many of us, I didn't honor them. I didn't listen to them. And so what I, what I call it happening is getting slapped with that cosmic two by four, that, that right. incident or situation that would unfold where I would look back and go, why didn't I listen? I knew it or I felt something. So in those early years, that became the way that I learned by paying attention to sort of the after effect of what didn't work, what didn't work out for me, where things fell apart. And I had this, this awareness of, I wonder what would happen if I would pay attention 
sooner and sooner and start to kind of understand what that was and how that operated. And maybe, just maybe, it could serve me in my life and business. And ultimately, it absolutely has become what I go to now first versus just the analytical way of running my business. Yeah, yeah, boy, I can relate to some of that. Sometimes I feel like I have have steered it off into the ditch, and yeah. I, you know, I just uh, I look back and say, "Gosh, why didn't I?" Just like you're saying. So, when when you're looking at that, Melissa, and many of us have have kind of gone through some of this self discovery process uh, in our personal lives. How does that convert when you're a business owner? How how do you combine both the the logical, the brain, the analytical? Because I think there's a there's a place for that, especially in business. How do you balance the two? That is such a great question. And I agree, there is a balance. There is a way to work together. So we don't have to sacrifice the analytical mind or rational thinking or decision making. We absolutely want to bring that in. It's just sometimes knowledge or what we think is information that's based in knowledge can actually get in our way and cloud our judgment. An example you might notice, let's say, a scenario that I often see play out is somebody comes to us with an opportunity. And let's say other people that we know, this is where the information or the knowledge part might come in, other people we know might have worked with this person before or had a connection to them or had some evidence of how things worked out for them. But on some level, there's a part of us that's like, I don't know, something just feels off or I'm not really sure. And there's a very finite, like a, a subtle subtle bit of wisdom in this moment that occurs and the mind kicks in and usually either tries to talk us out of what we're feeling and into the situation based on the knowledge or information that other people did this. It's okay. This could work for me. And yet there's something internally going, and this might be a feeling, a sensation, a knowing. I don't know. And if we can learn to bridge the two together. So sometimes it's true that things worked out really well for other people, but maybe we're not meant to go down that path. Maybe the opportunity Mm -hmm. isn't for us, but the logical mind might kick in to override the intuition and talk us out of it. So when Mm -hmm. that happens, I like to think that we just need a little more time, a little more information to kind of work with. For me, I'm in a place today where if I have that feeling, I go with it now because I know that for some reason I don't have all the pieces just yet, but it's an indicator that something's just not right. Now, on the flip side, we can have that feeling and it can feel really expansive. Like, I don't know why, but this just seems like the right thing to do, the right person to work with, the right thing to connect with. I really just have this knowing, but my head is saying, how are you going to do that? How are you going to make that happen? Where's the money going to come from? How are you going to build this thing? All these different things come into play, but usually it's that inner knowing and feeling that's trying to kind of act sort of like a GPS for us to lead us so that we do get more information. We start to have more of the analytical pieces that can come into play. But early on, it's pure intuition that's sort of um, leading us to all those other things. So it is a balance between the mind and intuition working together and finding a harmony there. So, um, Melissa, I'm I'm thinking as you're 
talking here that there are times in our life too where the right thing does show up right in front of us. It's exactly what I have. That's exactly what my affirmations have said for 10 years. It's on my vision board. And then all of a sudden I flinch and I flinch because there's a bit of fear there. How do I tell the difference? This is such a great question. So there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways to work with this. This is why the foundational core piece to really trusting your intuition in your business is going to come down to trusting yourself, trusting yourself. If we do not have a really solid sense of self and trusting in our decision-making process, in our ability to follow through, uh, in order to, to know ourselves very deeply, we're going to struggle in honoring what is intuition versus fear or the mind kicking in. So that is a really pivotal piece, and that's why the answer to this is going to be a little bit different for each person. This comes back to where psychology comes in, because my, my background's also in psychology as well. And in general psychology, we would look at what we would call our emotional triggers, or we would look at these impactful moments in our life that likely occurred while we were forming our personality. This occurs, um, let's look at it this way. So from zero to two, when we're first born into this world and we're, you know, between being born and then arriving at two years of age, think of it as sort of being in record mode. We're taking everything in, everything in our environment. We're looking at, we're learning. We're, we're sort of just on record mode with our parents and our, our, our different influences and people around us. We're taking in that, all, that, all that sensory information. From two years old on, we are forming the personality. Anything that occurs during this pivotal stage of forming the personality, especially between six and eight years old, dictates so much of our future outcome when it comes to our decision-making, how we show up in the world, the choices we make, the beliefs that we hold. We're so influential in those earlier formative years. And many of us understand this, but what we're missing or not necessarily understanding is that those impactful moments. Now, some people might say this is a, a traumatic experience. I like to think of them as any kind of a moment in your life that impacted you, where it left you feeling either less resourceful or unsure. When those things occur, we create an agreement within our mind. This might just be, you know, the world is unsafe or, or the world is amazing, right? We can have all these different beliefs that are formed at this time. Now, fast forward, here we are as a business owner, an entrepreneur, 10 years later, 50 years later, whatever it might be, and we're wondering why we hesitate or we have a fear when we go to make this decision, especially when the decision involves certain components. Now, those components will be based on your specific uh, situation. For some people, it's when money comes into play that all of a sudden a fear is activated because there might be some deeper beliefs about not having enough, uh, things don't work out for me, or I uh, have to prepare and save, right? So we might have, this is where it's going to come back to our underlying core beliefs versus intuition. Intuition is non-emotional. It's actually quite neutral. It's out of nowhere sometimes often that we just have this feeling, this knowing, this sensation. Now, our emotional response to that is a trigger. So let's say, for example, you're having this, 
this uh, desire to invest in your business. And your, your intuition, your intention is to expand, to maybe open up to having different products or different services, and you're so excited about it. But the second you go to make decisions, all of a sudden the fear kicks in. What if it doesn't work? What if this doesn't happen? What if there's not enough? That's not intuition. That is the logical mind working with the earlier programming of the subconscious mind. Now, intuition might say, build it slow, take your time, ask for help, let people in. Very neutral, very neutral, Mm. non-emotional and neutral. That's one of the ways that I like to look for the differences between my fear versus intuition. As I look at where the emotion is and I work through that emotion so that I can come back to the neutrality of the guidance or the intuitive impulse or that gut instinct. Those yeah. two um, those two sets of comments felt so totally different, so totally different. Mm-hmm. So I can certainly see how one, I never thought about intuition being neutral, um, but, yeah. you know, fear is loud and, yes. and scary. And so mm-hmm. I guess when the loud, scary voice comes up, you just kind of have to... Um, Use some of the tools um, to help calm it down, quiet it just a little bit so you can hear the intuition. So as we're talking about this, Melissa, what are some of the tools that you help your clients to use when they are faced with times like that? Absolutely. There's there's many tools. One of the most simplest tools that I use that everybody has access to, everyone can just start immediately with, even without the support of other people, is journaling. I actually have people empty their mind because if we can write it all out, not only are we freeing the mind of the noise, the loudness that you're talking about Mm -hmm. and those experiences, But here's the beautiful thing is journaling, especially if you write with pen and paper specifically, you're going to start to access that subconscious mind. You're going to start to open to that. So initially we're releasing the thoughts, the fears, the uncomfortable stuff, the things that are just we're holding. Once you let all of that out, you start to shift into a different state of consciousness within the mind and the brain itself. Different brain waves come into play, a different access we have to that, that hidden part of ourselves. And next thing you know, there's an idea that pops in. There's a memory that floats to the mm-hmm. surface. And so you're writing and you're writing and all of a sudden these things start to happen to show you the subtlety of what was there underneath the loudness. So that's the first thing I have people do to really gain a sense of trust because as they're learning this about themselves, they will start to see the evidence on their own page. They will see the fear and then all of a sudden they'll see the voice of, you can call that your gut instinct. You can call it your higher self. You can call it whatever works for you. It's that part of you that makes decisions from a grounded space of um, clarity versus emotion. So that's the first Mm -hmm. tool. The other tools I use are hypnosis, and that's like a guided deep meditation with intention where we're working with the brain waves, we're working with different states of consciousness, and that's something where I have the, the client relax and they would listen to my voice, and it's very intentional based on whatever it is they're trying to work with and to resolve and create in their life. And then the other tool that I use is the emotional freedom technique. 
It's EFT, also known as tapping. And just a, a very crash course in this, a simple explanation, is to say it's, it's very similar to acupuncture, where we would use needles in a certain pattern or algorithm that followed along the meridian system, which is an energetic, imagine it as like an energetic highway that runs through the body. The needle placement and acupuncture would help to open up those different pathways to release pain, to help relax the body, to create a, a relaxed response within the body so that we can let go. And so what we are essentially doing is the same thing, but instead of using the needle, we are tapping with our fingertips along those various points. While we're tapping, we express, we speak things, we talk through, we, we release the fears, the doubts, the insecurities, that even the, um, just using intuition as an example, you could even tap along those points while saying, I just don't know what to do here. I'm not sure mm. what the right solution is. I don't know if this is my fear or my mind or my intuition. And as you're tapping, you're releasing everything that's kind of muddled and unclear. And so eventually, just a few minutes in, you notice a relaxation response that starts to occur within the body. And that's when we access those higher levels of consciousness where the mind starts to present relief, solutions, a, a sense of well-being. And that's the process. It's moving from pain into relief. Now, I say pain, but pain might be struggle. It might be doubt. It might be fear. But moving from whatever that experience is into relief, because relief feels better. We are feeling humans. We have a, you know, we, we respond to the world and how we feel, right? We think, but we also feel. And it's our deepest feelings that are actually what's driving us. And so this, these different modalities are three different ways that you can access that part of you, that you can give yourself an outlet to process so that you can find that deeper intuitive knowing or sense or gut instinct without all the mind chatter that tends to get in the way to create that barrier between you and the insight that you seek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. I actually use tapping myself every morning. That's one of the things that I start my day off with is, is tapping because it's so simple and mm-hmm. it's so easy to do. And um, uh, for me, I feel better afterwards. So, um, you know, uh, they say if it feels good and you get results from it, just keep doing that. So, Melissa, one of the things that you also do is you are an intuitive business coach. Can you tell me Mm -hmm. how that is different from a business coach? Sure. Absolutely. So one of the things that I have just had a lifelong experience with is subtle energy. So we can all sense things. And yet I just had this, I've honed it, I've crafted it. So imagine, I use this metaphor all the time to explain this, that if you are on a roller coaster, okay, and so you're on a roller coaster, and so it might be loud, and there might be people cheering or, or nervous or afraid or excited, and there's all this emotion, and there's all these things happening, and you're moving, and you're whipping around. And now let's imagine that you seek to receive an answer, clarity, guidance, an idea, and inspiration. But imagine all of that can only come to you in the subtle whisper of the wind 
that's around the roller coaster. If we're busy, mm. if we're moving, if we're active, if we're nervous, if we're all these different things, we're going to miss the subtlety of the wind that's present. It's already there. We know it's there, but we don't always connect to it. I've learned how to be on the roller coaster and hear the wind at the same time. So that's the way I like to explain it. Anybody can really do this, but I've, I've just studied and, and, and have learned the energetics of intuition, the psychology of intuition, all of those things. And then I brought that into my practice as a business coach. So helping people look at the different parts of their communication, their message, how they are uh, working, how they are relating, what it is their gifts, their skills, their talents are. Is it lining up for who they really are? Is it making sense to their audience? Now, the intuitive part of this comes in when I work with people and they say, I just don't understand what's going on here. I have a wonderful offer or a beautiful business. I love it. I'm passionate about it. But let's say there's just not money coming in or I'm just not reaching the right audience. A lot of times working with an, an intuitive business coach, they can understand the blocks or the obstacles that you may not see. I feel that regardless of uh, what our beliefs are or anything else around that, just as business owners in general, it's pretty clear that we'd have some blind spots in our work, regardless of what mm-hmm. it is. And so working with somebody like myself with, with, the, with the intuitive act of it, Sometimes it's not logically where I look and I scan and say, okay, there's a disconnect here and I can see where you're just not reaching people because you're not putting yourself out there or whatever it might be. Intuitively, I might feel something is off and I might examine that and then ask you some questions to say, you know what, I can see on the surface here, everything's amazing. Um, Are you really fulfilled here? Um, Mm. Do you feel comfortable asking for the money? Do you feel good about your prices? And once I start to explore these different avenues with people, and sometimes it comes to very clearly and it's very obvious, and other times we have to dig around a little bit. And in that process, though, I discover that, you know, someone, here's, here's a great example. Someone might have um, a situation that's not resolved where they're harboring anger or resentment towards someone. And even though they don't think that's related to their business, with my intuition, I'm often guided into those areas to show the person, you know what, I understand that this looks like a personal matter that feels very separate, but how you're feeling on a deeper level, it's impacting you and it's, it's caused a halt to your income or, or to the amount of energy or fulfillment you can even have in what you're doing. So as an intuitive business consultant, there's a lot of avenues but where we can use intuition. But my favorite one to explore with people is ideas. I have endless ideas that just stream through me. I can look at their business and say, have you thought of A, B, C, and D? Have you thought about a podcast or opening up to your audience in this way or offering a service? And that's one of my gifts is being able to like look at the whole picture of what the intention or goal is for the business owner and then say, here's some avenues on where I feel that you could expand and, and have some greater success or perhaps even shift your prices or have different offerings. And it's fun. It becomes fun mm-hmm. again and because as business owners, we can get really stuck in our heads and caught up in the tasks of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Melissa, we're coming down to the commercial break. Um, do you happen to have some stories that would be able to um, actually show us how you work with clients and some of the results they've received? 
Absolutely. It's my the most fun part of it all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, folks, we will take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more from Melissa Corder. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. I'm here with Melissa Corder, and we're talking about how to tap into your intuition, your gut, to help run your business more uh, effectively and to be more prosperous in just overall and in general. Um, Melissa, when we broke for commercial break, I ha- asked if you happen to have a few stories to share with us. Absolutely. So actually, I have one that's pretty recent. This just occurred about maybe a little over three, four weeks ago, uh, I was working with a client and the series of sessions that we did were about five weeks long. And so that's a a typical experience I'll have with people is working week by week through uh, various intentions or situations they have. And when this individual came to me, she really wanted to work on her uh, finances. And this is someone that was already quite successful through, you know, if you were to be looking from the outside in, you would see them as a very successful individual financially, um, had already been uh, well known in their arena in real estate for the work that they do. And yet they had this one area where there was some struggle. And basically what it came down to was wanting to sell a property. The property had a lot of emotional attachment to it. And what I mean by that is the individual wanted to sell the property but had a lot of resistance towards uh, getting it listed and working on it and all these different things because it represented a really difficult time in her life. There was fear that she wouldn't be able to sell it for the price that she wanted to. There was a lot of unresolved um, things within her past about this particular property. And so we were through my process, which is basically helping to helping people to look into these areas that they tend to avoid or resist it because that actually contains an enormous amount of potential for them. And it's really difficult. I mean, if you've had any kind of an experience where you just held on to something, you know what it's like to try to avoid not dealing with it or looking at it. And so that was her situation. And so what we did is went through the process of examining some of her past seeing if there were any, any areas that needed to be completed that she needed to heal or to think or even work with her mindset to think about it differently. And so through the five weeks, we took that journey together. And each week we looked at the various aspects of what could be affecting the sale of this property. So week by week, we did that. 
by the fifth week, we I had an intuitive hit on a price point for her. I shared that price point. It was exactly $250,000. And she was a little unsure because based on, this is where the logical mind came in and said, well, based on the comps and the area, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if I can sell it for that. We talked it through. We did the tapping. So we tapped on the actual property. So over the phone, I'm working in Arizona. She was in a different part of the state. We're over the phone, and together I walked her through thinking about that property, the discomfort she felt in her body, and she just kept tapping, and I was talking her through. And then I mentioned the dollar amount to her, and I said, where's the resistance? And all the fear, that same thing that came up, which was, I don't know if we can sell it for this. I don't know what's going to happen. What if it doesn't work? You know, all the other properties in the area. Plus, it was not in the best neighborhood at all, and she was concerned about that. We tapped through every part of this. Now, when we do tapping, we use a measurement. We use a form of measurement, a SUD scale. And so I ask everyone before we start, on a scale from 0 to 10, how do you feel? How intense is this? Well, this was a 10 for her. This was uncomfortable. She didn't want to deal with it, but she knew she had to deal with this property, list the property, and sell the property. So it was a 10. By the time that we went through the tapping, it would be a 6. Then it would move down to a four, down to a two. So that's part of the goal while we're doing this is to release all of that. So the end of the story comes in where basically we finished all that tapping, all that work together. I gave her some tools, some homework to tap on, different things to think about with the property. She sent me a text message. She listed the property for the dollar amount that we talked about. The property sold immediately. And when she reached out to me, she was letting me know that she had the wire transfer was going through. Everything happened. She couldn't believe that not only the dollar amount that she got, but the relief she felt in her body. And now she was so much more clear in all the other decisions she was making in her life because she let go of the burden that this property represented to her. And it was Mm. incredible, the transformation that she was able to have from that. Wow. So it's almost like the property was an anchor and it just weighed her down. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing many of us don't look at because there's, there's something in psychology called the pleasure principle where we gravitate towards pleasure. We often want to avoid pain. So these painful situations, especially in business, if we don't like to do it, we might avoid it. If, if we can't outsource it yet or if we haven't gotten to a place to be able to, you know, have other people help us if we're doing it all on our own, we're probably going to put it at the end of the list of all the things we have to get done, and it carries on day after day after day. And with her, mm-hmm. I could sense and feel this is a big part of the work. Let's address it. Let's look at it. Let's move through that together. Let's create a different mindset around it and get it done. And within weeks, it was not only was it listed, but then also sold instead of dragging this on for another three months, three years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Melissa, that's awesome. If somebody's listening now, Melissa, and they think, I need some help, how would they get in touch with you? And how would they um, find out more about the work that you do? Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you for the opportunity. So the the first thing you can do is go to my website. It is melissacorder.com. I have blog posts and different information and content on there. And uh, I suggest 
take a look, you know, look around and see what's there. It's, it's part of that intuitive process. If you feel called to work with me, you can, you know, explore some of the options there. It's pretty straightforward. I, I basically work in a mentoring program with people now one-on-one or in a group and take you through the process. But that's the place to start is just going to the website, melissacorder.com. Very good. And that was going to be my next question is, how does it look, what does it look like when you work with someone? And you just mentioned one-on-one or group. So how, mm-hmm. what can someone, when they start working with you? Well, one of the things that um, I like to be very clear on is it takes a willingness. We, we just need to be willing to explore. So even if they're, they're very much set on, I want to work on this part of my business, be aware that we're likely going to go into some emotion because those are the the places that we're often held up that are are blocking us in business. And so we will explore emotions. I walk you through how to do the tapping. It's a very specific protocol. Each week is actually also very structured. So it's five weeks. We will look at income. We will look at savings. We will look at debt. We will talk about money, toxic money. We will look at your patterns and your habits. Now, you don't have to share with me your very specific financial information. That's for you. That's private. But what I'm going to look for is the, the hidden patterns, the hidden things that are stopping you and blocking you and getting in your way. And then I voice them, and we talk about it, and we walk, work through it. And then we actually do the tapping together so that you're supported, so that you know that you're doing it a certain way, that, you're, that it's effective for you. And as I teach you this, so through that five weeks, you're able to also work with this on your own so that you feel empowered to utilize this tool after our time has come to a close because I really believe in helping people to feel empowered to do this work on their own so that they don't always have to have someone to consult with. It's great to have that on occasion, but sometimes it's nice to be able to just walk into a process and know that we have everything we need to be able to accomplish that goal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you know it, it's not you don't want to create um, someone who's dependent on on you for them to be successful. Giving them the tools exactly. goes so much further, doesn't it? Absolutely. It, that is so much more fulfilling to me. And at the yeah. end of the day, that is my goal, is that people leave me feeling more resourced and empowered to be successful in this world because we need more people being successful in this world so we can do and, and be and have the things we want to experience and make the changes mm-hmm. that we're here to make. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Melissa, I have so enjoyed this. And um, would you let everybody know one more time how to get in touch with you and find out more about the work that you do? Absolutely. Thank you so much for this time, Linda. It has been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. You can find me at melissacorder.com. Lovely. Again, thanks so much, Melissa. I, I really look forward to staying in touch. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. It's been a joy. And thank you for the work you do. This is, this is wonderful that you're helping to support business owners and people the way that you do. It's so needed. And I'm grateful that you're out there doing this work. I appreciate that. Very good. So, folks, you know, one more time, um, just running a business is more than just the widget. A lot of it starts with you. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's the hardest part. You know your widget, and it's really easy to put that out there. And you want to do that first, just like Melissa says. The stuff that's not quite so fun uh, gets pushed to the, to the background. So I want to leave you with this quote, as I always do. Um, it's an unknown author. 
the, it goes like this. Pay attention to your gut feeling. No matter how good something looks, if it doesn't feel right, walk away. That was what Melissa said at the very top of the show. If it doesn't feel right, walk away. It's kind of hard sometimes, but if we trust our gut and if we trust our intuition, it'll be right every time. Folks, thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.